The philosopher-mathematician Talus the Greek looked at his olive trees and he saw order, but he found no God. Andrew, on the other hand, looked at the creation and he thought there must be something more. Stay tuned for the rest of the story. We drove for a lot of miles this afternoon through what seemed like hot, arid desert, but in reality it used to be all a big bay. We arrived here at Miletus. Miletus was a major importance in the time of Paul. It was actually a bigger city than Ephesus was. You remember in the book of Acts, Paul sailed here, called all the elders from Ephesus to come here to speak with them, how to take charge of the church, how to foster God's children. This was a time when he was heading to Jerusalem, and before he left, they embraced him. They gave him hugs and kisses, the Bible says, fell on his neck because their leader was leaving. He'd spent years with them in this area. This is an interesting place because not only was it a large center of commerce, but because it had two bays, ships could sail in and out. Remember, no motorized uh, boats in those days, but they could sail into one area. If the wind was contrary, they would sail into the other area. That's why it made it so important for this particular city. At its height of glory, you can see some of what's left here. Massive amphitheater, buildings, construction everywhere. Huge city flourishing during the time of Rome and maybe even a little bit before then. Just imagine the jigsaw puzzle that's out here. Many times you see that they've marked them with specific codes. They haven't even started doing that yet. Once they get the codes together, they catalog everything, then they put it in the computer and start rebuilding the model. They've got a lot of work ahead of them. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Now, this is a Russian summer and I'm cold. You're, you seem like you're warm. Это русское лето. Ему холодно, но он смотрит тебе тепло. Ну так, привык, He are accustomed to have that kind of weather. I'd hate to see a Russian winter. Yes. How much snow do you get? Так, так. Да, 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 All winter? During the biggest ones. Yes. Now I can see why you're in shirt sleeves and I'm in a coat. <laughs> yes. Tell me a little bit of your story. What do you do for a job? Now? I'm a manager in a company that deals with public health issues. Okay. Okay. Have you been that doing that for a long time? Half a year. Oh, what did you do before? I worked for a missionary group for a program 300, not far from the city. I started a new church and I was working there for seven years. 
So you've always uh, been a Christian? No, I was an atheist since my childhood. Okay. Uh, what point did you become a Christian? The main thing was the information, true and serious information, and I heard it through the voice of hope. Well, I definitely want to come back to that in a minute because, of course, that's important to us. But let me ask you, uh, how old were you at that time? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. So you're an atheist for 25 years? Well, at around 18. 19, I started thinking about it. I understood that there was something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So it seems like from what I've heard that a lot of people uh, in the country uh, were atheists, but many of them begin thinking there's got to be something more than atheism. Yes. Why, why did it get you thinking? Was there anything that said, ah, there's got to be something more? From the start, in school, they told us that evolution was the truth and the Bible was a myth. And it was impossible to receive information from anyone. So you're brainwashed in school, all through school, but yet something kept speaking to you. Through the voice of hope, I realized that the sophistication of nature made me think and realize that there is a creator. Although this amphitheater is smaller than the one at Ephesus, to me it's a lot more impressive. It's beautiful in design. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just gorgeous. The Greeks really knew how to do it. We think today of our stadiums, our football stadiums and things that it's a new invention, but they had it down to a science. You look around and say, wow, they really knew what they were doing. Maybe, maybe that's why Paul there at uh, Athens went up on Mars Hill he began talking with these men about the great things, speaking to them about the unknown God, because they had a statue to even the unknown God. They wanted to make certain they had all the bases covered. They had them covered in philosophy. They had them covered in every way, except they really didn't know the Creator God. I can imagine Paul perhaps standing right here and addressing the, the great throngs of people during the Roman times. But things were a little bit different in Roman times because once Rome took over, they tore out many of the seats, and they created an arena of blood. The gladiators, the lions. It, it looks to me like the, the level here is a little too low for lions, but I guess there was a ready-made feast within the arena, so the lions really didn't have to go anyplace. It's hard for me to imagine today what it must have been like. Blood-soaked ground, people screaming and cheering for the death of someone else. What a time. Well, these were not the cheap seats. These were the expensive seats, but they probably misplaced this one. In all reality, it would have been down further in the front because the big men, the governors, all the rulers, they sat down further, but they got the good seats with the backrest. Even though it was rock, it's still a backrest. There are times when you can't watch television. 
The Voice of Hope radio broadcast is a wonderful alternative. You will discover topics on healthful living, family matters, and spiritual subjects too. Depending on your location, Voice of Hope can be heard on FM or shortwave radio. For frequencies and airing schedules in your area, visit the website on your screen. As you can see, AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Not only do we broadcast via shortwave radio, but our signal is on over 1,000 FM and AM stations around the world as well. Our podcast subscribers, internet users, satellite downlinks are growing rapidly, evidenced by the 100,000 plus emails, letters, and phone calls we receive each and every year. Yes, AWR is your mission radio. No walls and no borders. For AWR, that means change lives and change hearts around the world because God is using the airwaves of AWR to reach people everywhere. While driving in your car, you no longer need to listen to depressing news or secular subjects on the radio. The Voice of Hope radio programs offer you uplifting, positive, and spiritual themes. You will find encouragement, joy, and peace of mind. Depending on your location, Voice of Hope can be heard on FM or shortwave radio. For frequencies and airing schedules in your area, visit the website on your screen. I'm actually standing on top of the hill right now, which is a fort. The forts that the Turks built above all the Greek and the Roman ruins. What I wanted to show you is right behind me. You can see out there the Aegean Sea. The sea used to come right up very close over here and on the other side also. It's hard to imagine how all this silted in, but over time it did. And hence today all the farmland fields. When Paul landed in the harbor, he sent word to the Ephesians. Now they had to come through these mountains right over here, 50 kilometers away. That, that's a long journey. Where did he stay? I thought, well, this is my sanctified imagination, but perhaps he stayed in something like this as he waited for those men because it was a, a several day journey. What did he talk about? He was leaving. These were his children. He loved them supremely. He wanted to uplift them even further to Jesus Christ, and I'm sure he talked with them about that reunion in heaven. Immediately behind me, you'll see the old ruins and also olive groves. It brings up a very interesting story of a man named Tylus. Tylus was before the time of Paul, but Tylus was a man who observed things. He observed nature. He watched the comings and goings of the sun and the moon and the stars. He noticed that certain years his olive trees would produce large amounts. Other years, not much. He began thinking about this and soon he fashioned a plan. He told his neighbors and friends, but they wouldn't believe him. Science, these things, observation, it meant nothing to them. But he was going to prove something. On the years that his trees produced a great abundance of olives, he collected those olives. The next year, not many olives. He sold all the olives to the friends and neighbors and relatives and everybody around when they had none. He made a lot of money in commerce. 
And that made everybody else think, this man may know something. Some of the people we talked to pronounced his name Thales, but the Greeks actually pronounced it Thales. Before Thales, the Greeks explained the origin and nature of the world through myths and anthropomorphic gods and heroes. Phenomena such as lightning and earthquakes were attributed to actions of the gods. In contrast to these mythological explanations, Thales attempted to find naturalistic explanations of the world without reference to the supernatural. He explained earthquakes by hypothesizing that the earth floats on water and earthquakes occur when the earth is rocked by waves. His philosophies helped bring about scientific observation rather than the contemporary thought that the gods were the source and explanation of these things that they did not understand. Okay, so we're actually back to AWR. Mm -hmm. Tell me then, how did you first find it on the radio dial? Around 1991 or 1992. And what happened? How, how did, exactly how did you find it? It, was, uh, by it happened by chance. By, no. by an accident? Back then, I thought it was by accident. And what was the first program that you heard? No. Doesn't remember that, but, but knows it changed, started changing his life. Yes. Yes, because they carried out serious educational information from just the first time listening to it. And it caught my attention, and it was very interesting, and started drawing me in. After receiving so many facts, I started comparing it to evolution, and later started reading the Bible. After knowing more about Christ, I started praying. And later God started answering my prayers and miracles began happening in my life. So I decided to turn my life around. What caused you to actually pray? I mean, praying is a Christian thing and you, you hear a program and you start praying? I wanted to receive help. So you, you just knew that help would come from there? Yes. I had a lot of problems that I wanted to get rid of during that time. Alcoholism smoking. I tried with all my power to quit. I read in the Bible that God can strengthen you, so I decided to try. If it worked, it worked. If it doesn't, I don't lose much trying, but I did have a lot of faith that it would work. Now, you, you begin listening to AWR, your life started changing, you, you quit all these things. What, what next? Yes. I started going to a small Bible studies group here in a small church. And even before that, I attended a Russian Orthodox church and went to a Protestant church as well. And after that, I compared the two churches and decided to attend the Protestant church because it sounded closest to what I wanted to hear and what I was comfortable listening to. And later, I became closer with Christ and was baptized. Now, you're baptized where? In an Adventist church? Or? Yes. Okay, so, you did the... You did the Bible studies, did you? Did those two yes. From the Voice of Hope, 24 discs to change my life. And I was amazed. It was fantastic. Now, I thought I heard him say fantastic. Did I hear him say that? Yes. Oh, that's so that was, I heard the no, English word fantastic. All right. <laughs> so, so, what's your life been like now? The Bible can only describe my life as the blessed one. Do you share AWR and your faith with others? Everyone I know. 
Yes. When I visited the bordering city of Kimovsky, everyone in that town knew. And even when I was with the missionary, they all knew. Everywhere I go, I recommend Voice of Hope. The city of Miletus became one of the 12 Ionian cities of Asia Minor. Another Ionian city was Priena. Situated across the valley floor against the side of the mountains, Priena was sacked by Artis of Lydia in the 7th century BC but regained its prosperity in the 8th century. Captured by the generals of the Persian king Cyrus around 540 BC, Priena took part in several revolts against the Persians. The city was subject to the Persians until the time of Alexander the Great. The population of Priena was limited and probably never exceeded 5,000. This was due in part to its cliffside location. Priena is not mentioned in the Bible, but it is likely that the early Christians of Miletus had contact with this city. It had a substantial Christian community during the Byzantine period and was the seat of a bishop. From the Acropolis, you can see across the plains to Miletus. Because of the silting in by the Meander River, the area is now rich farmland. These two Ionian cities, once separated by the Aegean Sea, are now a major source of produce in the area. The evolution of the land reclaimed by the sea, some would argue, is additional proof of Darwin's theory of evolution. Others see it as the earth is creating new land as designed by the Creator. Omar wanted to learn more about God. He had an emptiness in his soul and could not make sense of the troubles and problems in this world. One day, he listened to the Voice of Hope radio program, where he found insight, understanding, and hope. You can too. For FM and shortwave broadcast information, visit the website on your screen. One of the favorite things people like about AWR is its stories. We have stories from all over the world. Some of them involve danger. Many of them involve miracles of God, but certainly all of them involve the miracle of changed lives. I've written a little book of some of the favorite stories in the face of death. Another, radios given by angels, coming to Christ in a Muslim country. These and many other stories it's simple. Just log on to www.awr.org storybook and you can download your free PDF version of stories from places where missionaries cannot go. Do it now so you and your family can immediately enjoy these incredible testimonies of changed lives from around the world. So don't wait. Log on now to www.awr.org storybook. I found the Voice of Hope radio program on my shortwave radio. It was like an oasis in the desert, cool and refreshing. I discovered things I had never known before. Now, I understand God's will for my life, and I have been blessed by walking in God's path. For the first time in my life, I am happy. To find the Voice of Hope radio in your area, visit the website on your screen. You know, ben, I can look all the way out to the sea, and I understand that Patmos is not too far from here. Yes, uh, a few miles out is the island of Patmos. It's a quaint and beautiful island, really. 
but it was a prison for uh, for John. Uh, John was sent there. It, the isolation with the sea all around prevented him from having contact with anyone else. <laughs> but praise the Lord, he wasn't exiled forever. Yes. Came back here to apparently the, the place where we are now. Yes, uh, the little old city of Ephesus is nearby, and that's the place where John spent many, many years. He was actually the pastor of Ephesus. Really? I never knew that. <laughs> well, John was known as the Apostle of Love, and his gospel is a little different than the others. It is. Uh, the three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are more narrative and story. John's is more theological. He talks about faith and the Holy Spirit and love, and uh, in all of his writings, that theme of love seems to come through. And I love the way he was so humble in his writings. He never referred to himself only the one Jesus loved, or yes. always diverted attention away from himself. That's right. To think that this could be the place John is buried, you think of all the history here, it's, it's, yes. uh, it's moving. John is a, is a disciple that I like. I like his spirit. Uh, he was a gentle person and had such concern for people. This actually is a basilica that was built a little later uh, in honor of the Apostle John. And so it's a huge complex here. Seemed like they always built a church yes. over every good location. Yes, right? that's right. I was told, Ben, this place was built in about the sixth century. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. And look, uh, they have a baptistry here. And it's not just a font for sprinkling. It's one where you get right in. I remember seeing in old artwork pictures of baptistries where people, they did it a little different. Let's go down and see what it's like. Well, when they baptized Looks, often, they would uh, just crouch down. Looks awful tiny in here. It does, but... Uh, they would get their head under the water like this. And you know, the reason for immersion is uh, the significance of it. Uh, it symbolizes a, a death being buried under water and then coming up out of the water like a new resurrection into a new life in Christ. And a witness to those around that your yes. life has been changed also. And furthermore, the water symbolizes washing or cleansing from sin. So there's a lot of symbols connected with baptism by immersion. And you know, every one of our stories that we've had throughout this entire series on making waves has gone through this experience. That's right. That's right. God is, God is doing mighty things through the ministry. Ben, that's what's exciting to me. That's right. In fact, that's why part of the reason we chose this name, because we make waves when we lay people yeah. in the water. Perfect thing, brother. Then they're part of the family of God. Amen. Amen. Andrew, if you had the opportunity to share what you believe about Jesus Christ to the whole world, what would you share? What would you tell everybody right now? Christian or non-Christian? Non-believers. Because, because you were an atheist. And now you're a Christian. What do you tell all those who don't believe in Christ? to just pay a little attention, to dig into this situation. Try to find God, and you will see what happens. 
найдут, найдут новую жизнь. Да, да, так как происходит с вами, он также уверует, и где есть большие проблемы, даже сам Чарльз Дарвин признавал, что его теория эволюции не объясняет Even Darwin himself wasn't sure and questioned his own theory. It was his partners and students who added things and made things up. This wasn't a solid theory. You know, Andrew, it's I guess about nine o'clock here. Sun goes down very late in the summer in Russia. I didn't believe that or till I saw it. But I understand the ladies have got a meal for us. Shall we go in and have a meal? And I think your testimony is going to change many lives for the Lord. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm standing here in the Garden of Gethsemane. And behind me, this huge olive tree, very old, a magnificent example of God's creation. And then we have the flowers around and the birds flying and the animals and then God's crowning work, the creation of human beings. Few of us realize just how central the doctrine of creation is to all that we believe. In fact, for Andrew, it was the thing that caught his attention and changed him from an atheist to a believer. When Andrew began to believe in the Creator God, miracles began to happen in his life. His prayers were answered. His habits began to change. A Creator God is a powerful God, and God's power is what transforms our lives. Even in these last days, the book of Revelation, in the first angel's message, chapter 14 and verse 7, it encourages us to again worship the God who created the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the fountains of water. It was the Voice of Hope radio program where Andrew first learned about creation and the Creator God. In his own words, he said, the concept of creation has harmony and it's logical. You can help AWR give this message to thousands more people in this world. Almost every place in the world, AWR is reaching people for Jesus Christ. I hope you'll join us. Give us a call today, 1-866-503-3531. Or you can write us at 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904. Or log on to the website at www.awr.org. Thank you for watching. Please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure because around the world, AWR is making waves. <laughs>